Join two friends as they journey through a combined love of the wonderment of witchcraft. Walk the witch paths with your hosts Jenna and Shandi as they delve into occult feminism, astrology, spells, and much more magic as they explore what's brewing in Canadian conjuring. Welcome to Witches Brew. Hi, friends. We're so, here. We're, this is it. It's our first episode. So no one is familiar with our voices yet. My name is Shandi. I am Jenna. Lovely to meet you. I'm a Gemini with Scorpio rising. I am a Virgo with Scorpio rising. Aw, like we're friends. <clears throat> um, it's November. It is. It's 2019, November. We, and yeah, it's Scorpio season. We're doing it. We're doing it. It's Mercury retrograde currently. It's Mercury retrograde. Yes. How's yes. it been? It's actually. I'm gonna knock on some wood here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's not been so bad. I feel like the last one destroyed me, mm. but uh, in the best way, as it always is. Destruction, yeah. creation of it all. Yeah. But uh, this one, I, I feel pretty prepared for it. So far, so good. How about yourself? Yeah, it's been pretty good. I noticed that, yeah, the usual, like, technical glitches, but I find this one, because it's in Scorpio, uh, it's a water sign, so I found more water things happening, like someone's plumbing broke, or this flooded, or a little more of that. I don't know if I'm just aware to it, but... Uh, well, you did recently have to replace your sump pump. Oh, that was a fun one. <laughs> yeah, a few days ago, it's like, well, the sump pump just randomly stopped working, so that took up half a day of trying to get that all fixed up. Classic Mercury Retrograde and Scorpio, I guess. <laughs> Mercury Retrograde is a funny time. I mean, I feel like it's become like the pumpkin spice latte yeah, of it's, astrology. It's Everyone's become, like, ooh. It's Mary. become its own little thing. It's... Like, uh, hashtag, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, it's an easy way to be like, ooh, everyone's an asshole and this stopped working. Ooh, Mercury and Retrograde. But it is what you want. So Mercury and Retrograde, it's not like you have to stop your life. You should never stop doing all the things. But what you should learn to do is be more careful, especially in the realm of things that Mercury rules, like communication, short distance travel. So things like that. Just take the extra time. Um, to go over contracts, like if you're going to buy anything, like a just car hang or whatever. Ten. Just hang 10 on You can it. also hang 10, but if you can't, you need to kind of do the extra due diligence to, Definitely. you know, make sure email's sent, you know, make sure everything, like everything's lined up because it's a time when just literally like randomly someone will be like, I never got that or here's a huge snag. Mm -hmm. And I've had to do business and like figure things out and travel or book travel during Mercury retrograde. And sometimes, especially the business aspect, I find there can be long reaching consequences for that. Like things Definitely. begun under Mercury retrograde tend to have that for me. Also, we're Virgo and Gemini's. We're both ruled by Mercury. Definitely. So it can be worse for us for sure. Uh, things that are begun underneath uh, Mercury retrograde can often carry that energy through the duration of the relationship. Yeah, it does definitely has like a, a long tail kind of repercu re re <laughs> repercussion to it. So it will, it's, it's almost like it's, you know, uh, 
walking around with a leaf on your on your bottom of your coat and you don't realize it but you hear the scratchy noise all the time you're like what the heck yeah that's pretty good mildly irritating yeah so you just got to pay attention and i don't know maybe not start things but maybe start you know we're starting a podcast under I mercury mean, retrograde an electronic yeah. podcast so I'm That's... flying. I flew here. <laughs> you flew. You book traveled. This witch just flew from Nova Scotia. Yeah, I'm in uh, Ontario right mm-hmm. now at uh, Jenna's That's where house. I live. Yeah, Ontario. She lives and in Nova Scotia. All of this talk about Mercury retrograde and flying is making me nervous. I'll be nervous. It's um, okay. It'll be all right. <clears throat> so, welcome to Witch's Brew. We're so excited that you're joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our first podcast ever. Ever. I've never done one before. Neither have I. I've never even guest starred, although I should have been a guest star <laughs> on many a podcast, but nobody's reached out. Yeah, there you go. Holler at your witch. <laughs> so here we are. So uh, we do have an intro episode if you want to hit back to that and you can learn a bit more about why we're doing this and who we are and all that stuff, but we'll give you an abbreviated version of that. So I'm Jenna. She's Shandi. What, what? We're friends. We're friends and we're witches. We've been friends for over 10 years, uh, mm-hmm. but we recently realized that both of us were kind of on the witchcraft journey. Yeah, kind of on the same level in ways. I'm not sure if all of you are overly open about mm-hmm. your witchcraft or, or your practice. Uh, we are now. We are now. We weren't always, though. So once we found that we were on that level, it was like, hang on a second. It was have so nice. I got a spell for you? <laughs> it was so nice to have a friend that was yeah. into that. Because yeah. I think for us, this started like a year ago. I'm like end of October. So mm-hmm. were you. We're yeah. like a week apart from when I think we both started. independently decided yeah. to like really dig different into Different promises, this. different lives. Yeah. I think you put just... up a picture of like an altar kind of, like a bunch of candles. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. wait a minute. I was like, back on my bullshit. <laughs> And it's not bullshit. I love it. A lot of people might think it is. They don't get it. They're muggles. Is that what you is that a <laughs> Yes, and I am so I happy that you just said that. <laughs> oh my goodness, my nerd card is showing. However, uh, you will notice throughout this podcast that I am a giant dork. <laughs> and that's okay. I'm okay with that. I've I've made my peace. Uh, witchcraft makes me cool though, so <laughs> balances it out. Yeah, I'm sure that's why you're doing it. Eh? It is. I need cool points, Jenna. Jeez. <laughs> So yeah, it was really fun to realize they were both kind of on the same path, especially mm-hmm. when it is such a <gasps> solitary thing. What? Side note. Well, not Ooh. side note. Okay. Uh, back to our uh, realizations, independent realizations. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the snake? Yes. That was intense. Yeah. So I was in, I, I was at my mother's house. Nowhere. It's a pretty populated area. Never in my <clears> life. <throat> she's lived there for 40 years now. Not once have I ever seen a snake there. Go in to do some laundry, like the millennial, millennial that I am. Go downstairs. My mom's got my cat. She's my little black cat, Frankie. She follows me down, and she starts playing with something. And I'm like, what the heck? And it was like this perfectly still snake. And I was like, whoa, this means something. I was like, what kind of omen is this? As soon as I saw it. And then I tried to, like, poke him, but... Mm-hmm. Frankie got to him first, and he had a little slit under his belly. But then, yeah, Jenna and I had a conversation on the phone, and then she told me her story, and I was like, what? 
<laughs> yeah, I was stacking wood. It was like November. I'm stacking like wood for winter heat. And I was listening to another podcast on witchcraft and they were talking about Lilith. And Lilith and snakes are like, hmm, cross fingers like best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of just looked to the side and there was a snake. And I was like, oh, you know, and I mean. What's up, November snake? What's up, November snake? (laughs) Here in Canada, we don't get. No. We don't get November snakes, you know what I mean? So anyways, that was an interesting story for me personally and for Shawnee personally. And then we ended up chatting about it together. And it's those synchronicities, you know what I mean? That's a lot of what witchcraft is all about. And just noticing those things and noticing those kind of like tiny omens, large omens, and putting it all together and. We don't know. Making it work. No, man. making it work. Just paying attention. Just really? Listening to the universe, listening to the divine. Mm-hmm. Mother Earth, she's got her back. We got hers. That's right. We got to do this. So she mm-hmm. said, guess what? Y'all is witches now. Yeah, and it's not like we're friends. We weren't yeah. besties or anything no. like that. But we've become very close over the last year, and I really love that. And it's so nice to me have too. you in my life. It's the best. Thank you Thank for you. being here with me and Bye. coming all the way from Nova Scotia. Boy, are my arms tired. (laughs) That's like the eighth time we've ripped that one out. I know. you got to use that joke. It's a good one. Pretty classic. So we're here. We don't, you know, we're figuring it out. And we've been friends Mm. for a long time. But this has definitely brought us closer. It's deepening the relationship in a way that I did not anticipate. Very happy for. Me too. Um, But yeah. So yeah, we talk a lot this about... Is, this is what we do. We talk a lot about spells, and uh, we send each other a lot of spells, and yep. a lot of like... Witchy which, mail! Which means, which mail, things like that. So, and then, yeah, now Shanti's here, and we are recording this podcast. We won't always be together when we no. record this, but this is like a rare treat for us, so it's a Very. nice way to begin. Yeah. So, Witches Brew podcast is, like, we're going to say, like, we're not, like, you know... We're, we're kind of like baby witches, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we've we've dipped our toes in for a long time. And, yeah. For and, sure. You know, tested the water, and now we're just... We're taking that big W. Hog. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, the last we're, year, which has been great for both of us and, like, many independent reasons. Because um, really, like, how I view witchcraft is occult feminism. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's done wonders for kind of like what's going on in the world and how I see myself participating in this world. Yes. Um, also, as like the mother of a daughter, um, it's really important to me. Kind of like feminism is a huge issue and just seeing all the issues like, you know, just be, being woke is a kind of like yeah. a loose way to put that stuff. You being know aware. I mean? Being aware. And yeah. also like the environmental degradation that is oh. going on is... Super depressing. So, I mean, witchcraft is, like, a great way to, like, do things about things mm-hmm. and find your place in the world, in a community. Um, we're both more solitary Which practitioners. Is, yeah. Yeah. Like, we both kind of just figure it out. None of us, we're not really, we're not Wiccan. We're just kind of like. No. I, yeah. Yeah, I'll give that disclaimer as yeah. well. Definitely not a Wiccan. Not that there's an issue with being Wiccan. Mm-hmm. It's just not where I personally fall in line. Yeah. So we're both kind of like putting it together, which I really like. It's like... Me too. You can put together what you want. You make um, it your own. Yeah, you more responds to you. And then we talked a bit about this in the intro episode, like kind of what type of witches we are, which mm-hmm. you can define or not define, but it's kind of interesting to add a layer of perspective. So how would you describe yourself as a witch? I would describe myself mm-hmm. as a solitary hedge witch. Solitary hedge witch. Love it. 
So I would say I'm kind of like a blend of like a green witch, kitchen witch, and I really love astrology mm -hmm. and dreams are very important to me. So kind of a blend um, and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess not everyone would know what a hedge witch is. Yeah. Tell, tell us about it. Excuse me one sec. <clears throat> so a uh, hedge witch is kind of like sitting on the hedge. She's got one foot in the realm of the let's call them real people, so the physical manifestation of humans, and then uh, another foot in the realm of divinatory. So I'm not a medium. I don't speak with ghosts, uh, but I do enjoy having messages sent to me via dreams, via tarot. Uh, You're very intuitive, and you do get a lot. Like, if I have an issue, like, and I bring it up to Shandi, or I have a dream, she's on it immediately with, like, interpretations and just introspective thoughts which I really value and really appreciate thank you you're welcome yeah <laughs> I, I enjoy also I'm a Virgo I like fixing problems oh uh, yeah <laughs> come on think about I love Virgos I've like a few really amazing Virgo women in my life Virgo men not mm. so much you're kind of totally, an asshole totally different breeds <laughs> but uh not all, not all y'all I'm sure but you know, I've, I've met a few. Yeah, I feel the same assholes. about <laughs> <laughs> Side note, we swear in this podcast. That's right. Give it and me. also drink potions. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, Check out our segment on, which is brew review. <laughs> coming up hot next. <laughs> um, Gemini dudes, not a fan. Not a fan, yeah. Not a fan. But my best friends in my life, mm -hmm. my best female friends are all Geminis. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm into it. I'm 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 stoked. Mercury, with the, you know. Yeah, Mercury being for able sure. to. Oh, your brain's yeah, like on a similar yeah. wavelength. So yeah. I find with Virgos, it's like they have plan A, B, C, D, E, F. Like they are oh, ready yeah. to roll with a million answers and like how to best fix any situation, which I really love. As a person who loves to think <laughs> and likes to solve problems, I appreciate that energy. I love the uh, Gemini. I don't want to say flakiness because it's not flakiness <laughs> at all, but it's just the the whole like go with the flow kind of area, and then with the the hard boundaries, like you know what I'm I'm in like my Gemini peeps, I love you, but when you don't want to do something, you do not do it. Mm -hmm. There is no sucking it up and saying, guess what? Uh, I I just got to get through this. You're like. Straight it's up, no. no. It's a no. It's For a no. me, I find... I, I enjoy that as a person who gets sucked into okay. a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy the hard no. Yep. I like a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess like Gemini's, it's like, you know, you're seen as super adaptable. Mm -hmm. um, I guess like as a Gemini son, I, I kind of identify, I think a lot more of my mm -hmm. identity, which is classic astrology. Like your first house is your ascendant. So that kind of is how you project yourself in life so that for me is Scorpio so mm -hmm. I really identify with the Scorpio energy of like black and white and like this <laughs> amazing grit that's like I'm gonna keep fucking going oh, you're a survivor yeah. Yeah, sorry what, what you got now that I think about it <laughs> sorry Gemini's I was thinking of people my 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 best Gemini's in yeah. my life all have Scorpio rising what? and Scorpio moon as Ooh, well. Oh, yeah. So we just love Scorpio Oh, my energy. goodness. <laughs> it's just like a, what? I love it. Scorpio's the best. The best in the world. Fight me, I For sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have dated a few Scorpio men, mm -hmm. and 
it's like, okay, I like this energy. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually it's like, fuck this. Like, it is this, again, that, like, deep well you cannot yeah. touch. Like, it's, like, it's it's gone. You If they don't want you to find out, if they don't want, not find out, if they don't want you to see who they are, yeah. you will Very never, guarded. Very ever guarded. get to the bottom of that. No. And so for me, I am, I like to know. Oh, I like to find out. Me I want to know everything about everything. Yeah. And Which led me to consulting the Book of Shadows, or the book, the Akashic Records. Oh, and I was like, girl, you yeah. got to tell me. And she was like, girl, settle your kettle. <laughs> settle your kettle. You don't need to know. And then she oh, straight oh, up, oh. not just telling she you, she goes to me, sometimes the lesson is the blessing. <laughs> and I, Woo! I was like, oh, okay. And she was like, I've never said that before. That just happened. Whoa. And I was like, what? Like, that is speaking to me. I was like, I get it. <laughs> that's, that's talking my weirdo dork language. I love it. But yeah, yeah. having that deep desire to know everything is consuming for yeah, both parties. Yeah, it is parties. consuming and it kind of, it can get you into trouble, but it's like the yeah. trouble I, I fucking want for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want it to be light. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like superficial. I want to know. And it's got to be real. To feel it also. Like, yeah, there's a lot of water in my chart. My moon's in Pisces. Pisces. My Venus is in Cancer. Oh, for you dang. astrology people. Um, yeah, I want to I wanna know. <laughs> yeah. It's a requirement. Mm-hmm. There's no, so, no pussyfooting around. No, none of that. So we both love to talk about astrology. Shandi's really gifted with the tarot, so we're going to be talking a lot about that. We yeah. both love dreams Big a time. lot. Big time. So we're going to be getting into dreams. We're probably going to talk about our dreams. I have a lot of recurring dreams that I definitely want to talk about and I haven't been able to figure out, so I want some help. Tell me. Tell me what's going on. Interpret away. Interpret away. Um, Take it, our little audio coven. Audio coven. I love Again, it. Again, I love it. So yeah, we are a community. That's how we want it to be. We're not mm-hmm. here to tell you everything. We're no. here to talk with you. Like it's us talking, and you know we're friends. We're witches. Uh, we're Canadian, Canadian women. <laughs> we're lots more than that, but you know what I mean. So we want to create like an online community and an online coven, and yeah. I think that's really nice because I've never, I don't really participate in the yeah. coven stuff here. You know what I mean? Where I am in Ontario, so. It's really nice to have found Shandi and like her energy and what she's going through is kind of like different but complementary to Definitely. what and I like that we're different and mm-hmm. I like that it's kind of under the same umbrella type thing. Yeah. But like just our energies as people, like if we were like a Venn diagram, we'd be like a horse and a zebra. <laughs> so same but different. You can't just be the same. It would just be like yeah. you know, you telling yourself what you want to hear essentially. So Yeah, nobody grows with that there's no evolution there so with this podcast we have a few segment ideas that we're going to do every um every one so one thing is uh i really love to work with plants and i love to work with food that's pretty much what i do um so i've put a lot of effort into especially the last year with like an intense witch focus on my garden Mm -hmm. so we are going to be talking there's going to be a segment called the witch's garden and we are going to be talking about different herbs or magical plants and kind of what you can use them for and how they work in spell work and maybe some potions that you want to make. So the episode, uh, this episode, the first one we're going to be talking about is yarrow. Oh, I love yarrow. Yarrow so cute. Yep. So and powerful. Yeah. And then 
And so I really enjoy the crystal healing, vibrations, all that good stuff. I, I wear citrine and raw citrine and a raw emerald around my neck daily. I love what it does for me. I want to learn um, all about it. Oh, it's, it's amazing. So <clears throat> I'm going to have a little segment called the crystal altar. And okay. if you have any questions about certain ones, mm -hmm. just give us a shout. But to begin with, I'm going to start out with the master crystal. And that's clear quartz. Nice. Yeah. Lots to say. Lots of really cool things. So pretty, pretty stoked. That's great. So yeah, we're like gonna explore what we what we love, what we what we know. But like this is an ongoing journey for us. Yes. We want to learn. You know what I mean? It's we we want to know. We want to develop yeah. ourselves. And this is good stimulus for us to like do our witch research. Criticism is welcome. Make it constructive though. Please yeah. don't just no shit all over us. Sure. Like you can just mm -hmm. go fuck yourself. Like in all honesty, <laughs> we know we're new. We know not everything we do is going to be perfect right off the hop. So if you yeah. have any hot tips or hot tricks, be it through podcasting or through uh, our yeah. witchcraft, you want to see some content. Either let us or, know. give it. Let us know. You want to correct our grammar? Wide open. Fuck right off. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, we're, don't worry. We're gonna internalize that in our head. Oh, we'll we think about it forever. Forever. So you don't need you don't need to help us with yeah, that. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like we it is nice to have like an online coven and yes. you know, connect with people because sometimes It can be isolating. It can be isolating. Can be isolating. And I mean, again, it is like feminism and kind of like how you're gonna relate to everything and like your relationship yeah. with yourself, which is super important and very personal. But mm -hmm. It is something that when you can share it, it's so nice. Yes. Yeah. And we're here to build each other up. Yeah. Uh, not just Jenna and I. Yeah. We're definitely we're gonna do that for each other. For However, sure. but we want to do it for everyone else as well. Yeah. All you other struggling witches, be you a woman or a man or a trans person. However or you identify. Whatever you are, yeah. you're a human being. Yeah. Let's just keep it that way. Let's just you know. Yeah. We want to hear from everybody. We love y'all. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're gonna be doing uh, about the plants, about the crystals, mm -hmm. and which is brew review. Which is brew review. We're gonna try to do that for everyone, and you know, there's gonna be a lot of aspects about tarot, about dreams, magical dating, mm -hmm. uh huh, magical mm -hmm. parenting. We're gonna talk about that too, and just whatever astrology, like yeah, whatever comes off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you have an episode, Colorado's. Mm -hmm. All right, and so let's let that take us into our next magical segment. All right, see you next episode. Welcome. Welcome. This is the brew review segment of Witch's Brew. So what we're going to do here is review different brews, all different kinds of brews, um, and talk about them on the podcast. So could be like a potion review, mm -hmm. could be, you know, a really witchy themed item of some kind. Could we're, be a spell we're trying to intentionally cast. Could be a spell, you know, loose, loose brew theme. Yeah. And it could just be a beer or a brand of wine that neither of us have tried and would like to share it with each other and all of you. Yeah. It's a good thing. Um, yeah, so a mix of homemade things and a mix of things that we find. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can get some recommendations. Lovely. That would be excellent. If anyone has anything they want us to review as a brew, shout it out. Send us an email or an IG message. Yeah, so here we are with our first official Witches Brew review. So 
It was a full moon in Taurus the other night, and we decided to make a brew. We took a spell from the book Everyday Magic by Semra Haxiever. If I am mix messing that name up, I apologize. Um, however, it is a full moon in Scorpio spell. <laughs> also classic us. Scorpio I mean... rising people were like, ah, Taurus, that's pretty good, but let's make it more Scorpio. I need more Scorpio. Which is the opposite sign to Taurus, so... Yeah, anyways, we, we're, we're improvising, right? Yeah. Witchcraft is improvising. It's, it's making it your own. So what's Feeling this, your feels. What's the Scorpio full moon potion good for? Well, uh, according to Ms. Haxiever, uh, the intensity of Scorpio is the perfect time to embrace your sexual energy and connect with passion. So in this brew, we have made it our own. We'll be honest with you. We made it our own. Yeah. The spell in the book is two tablespoons fennel seeds, two tablespoons Damiana, and a small jug of red wine. Yep. However, so, mm -hmm. because we are fun. Yeah. We, just, <laughs> we, well, we also just decided we were going to do it the night of the full moon. We didn't plan ahead. No. Yeah. It was just came to us. Yeah. We didn't want to do the Taurus one. We had more of the Scorpio ones. We're feeling more of the vibes, so we're, we're yeah. going with it. Yeah, so Jenna had uh, two tablespoons of Damiana, and we had red wine already. Uh, we did not no, we have didn't. the fennel seeds. No, no fennel. <clears throat> so we improvised with star anise. Yep. Which has its own set of magical powers. And it's very licorice -y. Which, I mean, yeah, right? substitutions, where you got them, you know? Exactly. I'm a big fan of substitutions. If you don't have it, try something else. Yeah. Yeah. Intent and manifestation. It's, it's what you need. That's right. And then we had, uh, well, considering it is like kind of a love, sexy mm -hmm. potion, mm -hmm. we intense. decided, yeah, intense, some intensity. We decided to add in some more of the things along that vein. So we had yarrow, mm -hmm. um, rose petals, rose petals, some La lavender, lavender from my garden. Yeah. And Shandi had a rose quartz. Yes. So we jammed it all in. Into the bottle, even the crystal. All of it. All of it. Set it outside. Put it outside on the outdoor altar and uh, under the full moonlight. And we brought it back in. in it the was morning. starting to freeze. It it's is starting cold to freeze. Where we are. Oh, that's right. We brought it in before the morning because it was like minus 20 that night. It was very, very cold. This is Canada. Hey. Welcome to Canada. <laughs> hey, if you don't like it, put on another sweater. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we brought it in and then we tucked it away into like a dark cupboard for a few days until we were going to record this. So here we are. So we got these, we're sitting here at the big table and we have these massive, really, really massive goblets. Massive we'll take goblets. a picture and put it up on the, on the IG there so you can check out what we got. Um, so we poured it into two goblets and it's we strained it just FYI. We're not. Yeah, all this. Also, side note, again, not herbalists, not yeah. any... We're not doctors. We're not doctors. We're not herbalists. We don't know... Well, we know what we know, but we don't know what you know, or what you don't know. Or how you react to things. Or, or how... Yeah. Know. So just be careful. Do always your research. do your own research, please. Always, always. Always, always. And if you want some medicinal things, please consult a professional. Do your own research. Yeah. Always. And I mean, it's fun. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah. Um... So here we are. We got our first brew. So let's let's raise our glass. Do we want to do cheers? Yes, we do. Always a cheers. Let's take a take a sip. First sip. Oh, that is intense. So this is a very intense drink. I'm tasting number one star anise. Uh huh. 
Uh-huh. Big time. That is uh, number two, red wine. Red wine. <laughs> number three, magic. Oh, she did it. Number four, Scorpio energy. Maybe. It's Scorpio season, friends. Yes. So, Embrace it. Do not run away from it. I know. There's a lot of haters out there for Scorpio season, but we are big lovers of yeah. Scorpio season. We are. As we have Scorpio rising, which we'll probably mention many times oh, yeah. on this podcast. It's okay. It's, it's what we are. Live your dream. I mean, it's who we are. Ooh. I also, yeah, I also have a Scorpio moon. Just throwing that out there. Just bragging. Yeah, you do. It's okay. I'm real sweet. <laughs> just like this wine. Scorpio moon is such an intense. I have a lot of friends with that position and... I, Scorpio is a sign in general. Yeah, it's good. Eh? <laughs> Scorpio is an intense sign. So it's kind of like, I always like to picture, like it is a water uh, water sign. So I'm not really picturing like the ocean. I'm not really picturing like a river. What I'm picturing is a placid top, deep, deep, deep body of water. Like a weird kind of dark well or like a well in the woods. And you kind of look in and it looks smooth on the top but there is a lot happening below so just like scorpios too it's like they might seem calm but there's a lot going on forever and always a lot of depth a lot of emotion yeah i personally i I find when i picture scorpio uh a tsunami really just a really powerful way that can just like destroy Mm -hmm. everything because scorpio in and out like real quick like yeah and scorpio rules the eighth house so that's sex death and shared resources so lots going on there. That's renewal, right? Ooh. Breakdown and renewal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, third sip in. I'm kind of into it. I'm. I'm. It's becoming a part of my palate now. And it's supposed to be stimulating. So <laughs> we'll see what happens after this. You know what I mean? Like we're not going anywhere. We're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But you know, maybe in the next few days or a week or something, it might have some interesting effects. That is like the number one thing I want to say about witchcraft and my experience with it. So you make a spell, cast a spell, do an intention, do a ritual, and you're like, oh, cool, I did that. Sometimes it's like a year before you see the results. And you know when you see the results of it. Oh, it's like, oh, I did that, and this is what happened. It's all coming together, finally. Or you're like, oh, I want this. You're like, I manifest for this, or I want to improve this in my life. And before it improves, it has to level and destroy all of that that existed before it builds it up again, which is... It's a lot, but it's good because that's real. That's real growth. That's real development. Yes, there's no superficial. I'm gonna change this, and it's going to change the rest of my life. Kind of. Oh yeah. Oh, and it kind of has an essence of like dried raisins. I think like the weird stirrings <laughs> and uh, <laughs> red wine. And this red. Full wine, disclosure. I mean. Know. Maybe the wine that we chose wasn't the greatest. Someone left it here. It was so. a gift. No, it wasn't a gift. It was a left leftover. It was leftover. We're just yeah. going to, again, we improvise, right? We're not going to drive to the store. It takes like 20 minutes to get there. I'm not going to drive to the store to just, you know, buy the wine. We're just going to make it work. Yeah. And it's working. It's really working. Uh, so, yeah. I'm going to tell. Uh, Putting these buds to the test. <laughs> tell a few witchy jo- jokes here mm-hmm. and see what happens. Uh, uh, Jenna's joke corner. It's Jenna's joke corner. I think brews and jokes are a fun thing. <laughs> so, hey, Shani. Yeah, what's up? What's a witch's favorite subject in school? Oh, what? Spelling! Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was my favorite subject. 
Snoot alert. Who turns the lights off at Halloween? Yeah, I don't know. The light switch. <laughs> the light switch. <laughs> I... I honestly did not see that one coming. All right, another cheers. <laughs> and, I, and I love it. Oh, oh I have drank more than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. <clears throat> How did the witch get around when her broomstick broke? How? She witch hiked. Oh! Ooh. Uh, that's, a, that's a four on the scale for me. Ooh, here's another good one. A, we're getting into the, into the oofs. When, <laughs> what do witches put on their hair? <laughs> Scare spray. This wine is... Good. Make me flush. My fa- I was just going to say, my face is real hot. <clears throat> that happens to me at the best of times, but... Oh, here's a- this is us. Oh, my gosh. I think All right, lay it on me. <laughs> what do you call two witches who live together? What? Broommates! <laughs> <laughs> These are gold. That is- I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. <laughs> Just a couple of broommates sitting around. I don't know what that accent was. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I can feel the wine teeth coming. Do you guys ever get that? <clears throat> You're uh, drinking red wine, and then all of a sudden you can see every crack in your teeth, and you feel the fuzz. It happens to me. I find with red wine, it's like you're kind of like almost hung over with it before oh, you're yeah. done drinking. And that's kind of intense. And then make it into a potion and you never know what's going to happen. So, yeah. Something cool is going to happen. I feel it. We can report back on if there was any magical effects uh, from this. And I guess, you know, when you put things out under the full moon, the purpose is to intensify. Like, gather that energy. And generally, like, the full moon is a time for releasing. New moon, you start projects. You start intentions. And full moon is a time to release um, things that don't serve you anymore. And full moon is best for, what, cleansing your tools? Charging them up? No, it's cleansing, right? It's charged. Full moon's charging, new moon's cleansing. <clears throat> there we go. Yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like on full moons, what do we like to do? We like to put out all our crystals. We like to put out all the things that we kind of want to get charged up. I love to make moon water. That is moon water my, is my favorite. It's so nice. It's so easy. Literally, like you take a vessel, you fill it with water, and you put it out under the light of the full moon. It's so nice. And I love to do this with my daughter as well. She loves it. In the winter, it freezes into like a crystal, and that's super cool. And in the summer, you can drink that moon water. You can put it in your laundry for magical washes mm-hmm. and floor wash. Mm-hmm. Baths. I, I, like to, yeah. I like to put the uh, new moon water in with my bath mm-hmm. that's nice make I a like little that. yeah make a little uh sachet beforehand of, yeah. of little goodies and whatever i feel like I, I need to either cleanse or recharge areas of myself and my life it's nice and then once the water's draining you can just kind of visualize all that negative energy and all that kind of stuck energy just going down that drain oh. the wine's good eh the wine's real good the wine's good <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, go down the drain. I mean, if you do put a lot of um, 
herbs into your tub, mm -hmm. make sure you strain it before Good call. you drain it. Good. That's a witch tip, guys. That's a witch tip. Strain mm -hmm. it before you drain it. And then, personally, I don't have a wood stove, mm -hmm. so I, with, with the tub remnants, I will flush them down the toilet. Don't leave that stuff hanging around because that's all your negative energy and all the bad oh. stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so you want to get it as far away as you possibly can. Yeah. Quickest route, down the pooper. Yeah, down yeah. the toilet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or burn it up, I guess. If you yeah, like that's what I was just yeah. going to kind of lead into. I With the remnants of our wine spells, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the all the, the goodies There's that we put into it. There's a lot of botanicals it. left in the bottom of that. Yeah, there, it, was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, Jenna's got a lovely wood stove and we're going to... Jam it on there and say, adios. See you Thank later. Thank you for serving me. Thank you. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for joining us for our first official brew, brew review. Which is brew. Cheers. Langida. Have a good one, guys. Welcome to the Witch's Garden. Walk the fields and forest and join us in the garden as we discuss and learn about all kinds of magical plants. Welcome to the Witch's Garden. Today we are going to talk about yarrow. And I'm so excited because yarrow is one of my long-standing plant loves. Uh, here in the Witch's Garden, so we're going to be going through different herbs and magical ingredients um, in hopes that you can be doing perhaps some of your own wild crafting or some of your own growing of these herbs or even just working with them and coming more familiar with plants. I love plants. Uh, I've worked with plants for most of my life, ever since I could make adult choices, I started to work and was really attracted in agriculture and I've worked in floriculture and horticulture, anything with plants for the most part. Um, and learning about the medicinal properties of plants and all different herbs has been one of my greatest like joys in life. So this past year, I put a huge focus on kind of building my own uh, magical pharmacopoeia or like spell cabinet. So it's been a great exercise to kind of like um, synthesize some of the background information I have over the past like 15 years of working with plants and finding new uses for them, whether it's in culinary or magical ways. So today we're going to talk about yarrow. Yarrow is both a beautiful field flower and a garden perennial. You can find it growing through most of Canada and really a lot of most of the world. You just have to kind of check and see if you're one of those lucky places. Um, so yarrow has feathery kind of like pointed leaves, um, and it's a kind of dense plant, really lacy flower clusters that appear as if they're made up of many tiny flower heads. Um, when you're finding it in the field or in the wild, the flower is white, but you can also find some ornamental versions, um, that are kind of yellow or pink or burgundy, really gorgeous. So medicinally, yarrow has a lot going for it. Um, once again, I am not an herbalist. I am not a doctor. So anytime you're going to be working with a plant and potentially ingesting it, you really need to do your own research to see if any of your pre-existing medical conditions don't really agree with some of the properties that the plant might have. So please always do your own research or consult a professional. Um, medicinally, yarrow... Um, is really great for like healing and strength uses. Some of the uses that I really like for it uh, is if you have a toothache, you could chew a few yarrow leaves and it will really stop the pain, which is amazing. Um, 
I would say it's really amazing for cleaning and cleansing wounds and stopping bleeding and fever. Mm-hmm. It's really great for, it has kind of like antiseptic, antibi- or, uh, yeah, antiseptic properties. So it stops bleeding and also cleans the wound. Through most of history, it's been known as a soldier's herb. Um, it's actually named after Achilles and a lot of the myths and stories associated with him. So it's been used by soldiers to treat wounds and injuries, even up until the Civil War. Uh, it was included in soldiers' first aid field kits, which is pretty amazing. Another fantastic kind of medicinal, kind of magical culinary use for yarrow is brewing beer with it. I've never brewed it myself because I don't brew a lot of beer, but I one of my best friends does brew a lot of herbal beers, and she made she's made several with yarrow, and they are amazing. So yarrow used to be used more instead of hops. Um, so hops is a sedative, really, like it adds that bitter preserving agent, but it is a sedative. So when you brew with like alternative herbs, um, like in a gruet style brew, it has way more uplifting and stimulating effects, which are quite lovely. Magically, yarrow has many uses, and it's one of my favorite magical ingredients because you can use it in so many different ways. And it's also a plant that you can find in so many different places. So I think that makes it a little more accessible for um, a lot of the spells and magic done through history. So the chief uses for yarrow and magic would be divination, love, and courage. So the action word for yarrow is to summon. That's what I think. So if you want to summon any of those things into your life or into your magic and your workings, yarrow is an amazing herb to work with. So for divination, um, yarrow is one of those herbs that helps us perceive more, helps us be more receptive to messages and dreams and enhances our psychic abilities. It also helps gives us clarity. So a great use for yarrow, um, especially in divination is to, it's really easy, really accessible, make a dream pillow. So you're taking fresh or dried herbs. I would also, um, in addition to yarrow, take some mugwort here and you sew it into a little pillow or you can put it into a sachet with a drawstring or any little bag that you prefer. So you would place this under your pillow and it can help with prophetic dreams, increase dreaming in general, and dream travel as well as receiving messages through your dreams. So I have been a crazy dreamer for my whole life and I really love it. It's one of my most favorite things and I receive a lot of like, you know, there's a lot of symbolism and a lot of messages and like I work through a lot of stuff in my dreams. So a few years ago, I kind of hit a dream drought, it seemed. I wasn't dreaming the same. I wasn't remembering the things that I was dreaming. So I made several different dream pillows and they really, really helped, I think, bring back a lot of my dream recall and ability to kind of work through some things. And I definitely, they both had yarrow and mugwort in them. So it's a really easy way to kind of um, incorporate the divinatory uh, properties of yarrow into your life. Another way you could do that is drink a yarrow tea, especially combined with mint. So mint essentially helps all herbs level up or like fortify what you want to use it with. So making that tea before bed or a meditation or even a walk in nature would be a great idea. So using yarrow in love magic is another use for it. Again, to summon. So if you want to bring in new love or strengthen uh, some of the relationships in your life, yarrow is a great way to do that. It is an herb of Venus, the deity of love. So historically, you will see yarrow pop up in a lot of spells and rituals for marriage blessings, bridal crowns, 
Um, essentially, like it helps relationships welcome happiness and love towards them. Uh, Yarrow can also help cure heartache. So a great way to summon new love or strengthen a relationship is kind of like a magical bath. So using and combining rose quartz with yarrow in a magical bath is a great way to bring new love or kind of like rejuvenation to the love that you do have. Um, so you would be drawing a nice bath. You would be adding some yarrow flower heads, uh, dried or fresh, and some leaves as well if you fancy, and then your favorite rose quartz. Um, if you're having a magical intention bath, you know, you won't go wrong with some salt or some rose water or some Florida water in there. Um, and again, if you're having a magical bath, it's always best to air dry after so the botanical essences will stay on your body and uh, keep working. So another thing you could do is make a spell bag with yarrow and rose quartz to draw new love to you. So a spell bag, they are very individual and unique. Um, it's really up to you what it looks like. So you could sew them up with your favorite fabric or a certain color fabric like pink or red. Um, you could use even a little drawstring sachet or really anything that you please. So I like to keep these close to me once you make them. Uh, my number one favorite way to keep this close to me is to stuff it in my bra. I've just cut like a, a slit in one of the pieces of fabric in my bra and I just stuff it with herbs and crystals and sachets. That's right. I'm that person. <laughs> um, you can also wear it around your neck. You could put it in your pocket, in your purse, under your pillow. You can move it around, whatever you fancy. So another thing that Yero can help summon uh, in our life is courage. Yero can help us uh, increase our overall awareness. So there's an older spell that says that you can hold Yero stalks in your hand to relieve fear and stimulate courage and focus. So you could also use the flower stalk like a wand here to direct your intention, um, especially for courage as well. It also helps us improve our communication. And when you're communicating properly and freely, you definitely feel um, more confident. So the one of the amazing things about Yarrow is that it acts like a, sh a shield. So again, back to that traditional association with soldiers and being a soldier's herb, it provides healing, but it also provides this protective shield. So as you go forth into unknown territory, like new love or dreams or worldly pursuits, it's amazing that Yarrow summons all these things, but allows us to go to new places and gives us the ability to shield ourselves and have courage as we go through into the unknown, whatever that is. So to harvest Yarrow, again, um, you're gonna wanna consult a trusted field guide or if you have an herbalist or forager friend, you know, take a walk with them so you can properly identify Yarrow. Yarrow does have some lookalikes. So again, as we said before, feathery leaf, tall flower stalk, not too tall, like up to your knee probably if you're standing beside it in a field, and white flowers, like a big wide flower cluster of white flowers. So something that looks like that as well would be wild carrot or Queen Anne's lace. And then Queen Anne's lace has a few not so fun um, doppelgangers essentially. So poison hemlock, which no one really wants to mess with, kind of looks a little like Queen Anne's lace and so does hogweed, although that's giant. So again, use an app, use a field guide until you kind of find your footing and you know exactly what you're working with, which is a very achievable goal. Just make sure you're harvesting uh, the proper herb. Also, when we are harvesting, um, especially when we're doing wildcrafting, 
you're going to want to harvest sustainably. So that means that if you come across like a huge clump of yarrow, you're not going to cut every flower off because that's going to damage the, um, the, the plant in years to come. It won't be able to bounce back quite as quickly. So a lot of people ask a plant before you harvest it. So you can definitely do that if that's what you feel comfortable with. Um, I bring along my scissors because some plants, especially yarrow, has a very dense stalk. So I don't want to be ripping the whole plant out of the ground. I want to just be trimming a selected few blooms. I also make sure I harvest some of the, the, um, the feathery leaves as well. And I do tend to cut yarrow low down on the stalk. So when I'm drying the flowers, um, I usually hang them upside down and tie the stalk up. So that is a really great way to dry them. And it looks lovely and they tend to dry very well when the flower is upside down. So I tend to keep uh, some of my favorite um, herbs that I wildcraft in my garden. So when they go to bloom, I know that it's kind of time that I can start looking for it in the wild. So yarrow loves to grow in fields or at the edge of forests. It'll grow along ditches and roadsides quite well too. It doesn't really need, it, it can grow in poor soil. So you kind of see it everywhere. Um, so here in Ontario, Canada, the harvest time is late June, early July. That's when I'm harvesting my yarrow. So when I'm harvesting my herbs in the summer, I'm, I'm harvesting them, cutting them or what have you. And then you want to dry them in a dark, uh, breezy, dry place. So not like a basement, too moist, too kind of prone to mold. Somewhere where that's getting some airflow, but also out of the sun. That'll help preserve a lot of the medicinal properties and uh, essential oils. So really what I do is like I hang this uh, old metal fruit basket in my closet. And it has two layers to it. And just kind of fill it up as I go and do gradual harvest. And then once they're dry, pack them into jars and put them into the, into the cabinet. Um, so that's something that you can do at home quite, quite easily. So one thing I do love to do when I am harvesting yarrow is rub my eyelids with the first fresh yarrow. Um, and that helps your dream work and prophecy. So it's a nice treat while you're harvesting. The other, I did read a spell too recently and it was in, I think, Judica Isles, like 5,000 spells, Book of 5,000 spells, which is great. Um, it says that the first blooming yarrow that you see, you can consider to be a magical plant. And with that magical plan, you can make one wish. So you hold the yarrow in your hand, make the wish, and then you take it home and sleep with it under your pillow. So thank you for joining me in the witch's garden. We learned about yarrow today, which is such an amazing plant. And we'll see you next time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shandi's Crystal Cavern. Today, we are going to talk about the master healer itself, quartz. This crystal is imperative for everyone to have at any any moment we could be using clear quartz and I'll get into that here in depth. So what is quartz? Quartz is silicon dioxide that means it is one part silica and two parts oxygen. It is found in every and I mean underline every temperature. It is the most abundant mineral found at the earth's surface. Because it can be found everywhere, we've got all kinds of information we can draw from. So it ranks a 7 on the most scale, meaning it's harder than steel, uh, but not as, as uh, dense as a diamond.
However, they do look very similar when, when we're looking ornamentally here. So, the quartz family is large. We've got aventrine, we've got amethyst, we've got citrine, we've got uh, rose quartz, we've got smoky quartz, we've got cat's eye, chalcedony, sorry, chalcedony, I, you know what, I don't know how to say that, there, I admit it, I, you caught me, I don't, chalcedony, whatever, we've got green quartz, we've got rutilated quartz, strawberry quartz, tourmaline quartz, all kinds of different crystals are within the quartz family, however, they all have their own magical attributes, meaning uh, each one has a different purpose. We will get into those later. Clear Quartz is known as the Master Healer because it is so programmable. So you, you can download your information, your, your vibrations within a Quartz your manifestations, your, your hopes, your dreams, anything you need can go into a quartz very easily. It is the most highly programmable uh, crystal out there, which is why it is called the Master Healer. It will give you positive energy right away. So if if you give it a little, oh, hi, it'll be like, oh, hi, how are you? I love what you're wearing. Oh, my goodness, you look so great today. That's how wonderful and powerful quartz is. Um, to program your quartz, you can hold it in your hand or you can sleep with it under your pillow. You can meditate with it. You're putting your one true intention for this one crystal, this one piece of quartz. Um, so if you're holding one, let's, let's pretend right now we're holding one. I actually am. (laughs) We could think, you know what? I would really love to have a great day tomorrow. And I could sit here for five minutes and meditate and put that manifestation into this quartz. And you know what? I'm probably going to have a good day tomorrow. You know? It absorbs, stores, regulates energy. Uh, it is such a great amplifi- amplifier uh, of your energy and your thoughts, as, as well as affect other crystals. So if you have uh, another set of crystals alongside your quartz, it's going to amplify the vibrations and the healing properties from, from that crystal as well, or from a group of crystals. It is known for activating the crown, the crown chakra. So your crown chakra holds and controls how you think and, and how we perceive situation, situations. It, it draws off negative energy of all kinds. Uh, it quartz will neutralize your, your background radiation, which includes um, what I've recently been learning about is electromagnetic smog. So we've got so much technology around us at all times. Uh, it can be depressing. You, you can just become inundated with energy that you aren't used to having. Um, so this, so crystal quartz, or the clear quartz will help slough that off. You know what I mean? Um, it is a wonderful, like I'd mentioned, uh, manifestation tool. It will clear your communication with your physical and your spiritual world. So 
if you're speaking with someone next to you or if you're speaking with someone in the spiritual world or even if you're speaking with yourself it will help decide like just kind of clear the mud for each situation as far as communication goes and in this today's day right now we all need a little help with communication it can open up your mind and and help elevate negative perspectives to a more enlightened point of view so instead of finding something and and uh, thinking you know what oh this person's really pissing me the fuck off i can't handle it it can help you to you know see a little bit deeper and so be like you know what yes this person is angering me but i know this person has had a hard day or i know this person's uh family member is ill or I know this person just received like a really shitty mark on a test that they thought they did really well on you know it helps in elevate communication and feelings and emotion to a place of kindness versus a place of reaction it strengthens the will and purpose of your meditation so it helps you visualize your objectives so let's lay down and and set your courts on your third eye we can put it directly on our third eye guys we can do whatever we want and we can establish clarity and and just really open up and, and release that crown chakra pulling out that negative energy elevating it to a spot where you know our purpose is a little bit higher and and we feel a bit you know more compassionate and empathetic versus sympathetic So a fun mantra to use with quartz is, I am crystal clear on my intentions and goals. You can repeat this at any time during your meditation or at at any moment if you're just walking down the road and and you put your hand in your pocket and you feel your clear quartz. Just kind of think, you know what, I am crystal clear on my intentions and goals and it will help clear that moment. It acts as a deep soul cleanser. So as we're cleaning out our crown chakra, it it is definitely like doing some real deep inner work here. So connecting our physical dimension with, with our mind. So make sure because we're constantly, you know, exposed to different people's energies, to different, you know, technologies that... We want to make sure that we cleanse this quartz. We have many different ways to cleanse the stone. Uh, we can sage it. We can leave it in a uh, on the windowsill or outside during a full moon. We can, uh, with quartz actually, with clear quartz, we can we can put this one underwater. Uh, so I would suggest a cool water to kind of wash away and cleanse. My favorite way is leaving it over uh, on the windowsill overnight. However, it is really nice and quick to just give it a little sage as well.
it will, because it is such a, a deep healer, it will stimulate your immune system and, and help bring your body back into balance. It is associated with the crown chakra, but it can be used with all chakras. So like I mentioned before, how uh, quartz is the master heal- healer and essentially it's the master substitute as well. So we're able to use quartz to open up communication, to open up our sacral chakra, to open up you know, wherever we need to do some work. So some other associations with clear quartz, when we're talking about clear because we, we already had a little uh, rundown of the quartz family. So it is not attached to any zodiac sign. It's attached to all of them because there's no direct meaning it's it's been known to temper like let's say um the stubbornness of capricorns and the the power hungriness of a leo and again if you want to kind of help the feng shui of your home you can put We could place four quartz in each corner of a room. So let's let's pick a room and say our bedroom. We can amplify our dreams. We can manifest our intentions. Our intuition could be higher. Negativity will be lower. It, it's such a great movement with feng shui. It it will really amplify and 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 give you a happier feeling when you lay in your bed or whichever room you choose to to go to go into so if you need any clarity clear quartz is the one that will help you find it if you have any questions uh or would like a little more history please check the liner notes uh there's quite a few and thank you for listening this has been Shandi's Crystal Cavern Have a great day.